You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Chase, and uh, joining me today is Marianne Sidwell, the conference administrator for the Small Satellite Conference. Uh, thanks for taking time. It's great to see you, and I appreciate you taking time to talk today. Well, you too, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's it's a wild time, to say the least. Um, we wanted to talk with you, um, considering, I mean, how significant SmallSat is, this event that that you as well as your team put on every year. Uh, this year is is looking very different, um, considering uh, you know the the state that we're in with COVID. Um, but wanted to just talk a little bit about pre-COVID, about the significance of the conference and and what it means to Cache Valley, as well as talk about the current state of of things as well. Um, but but wanted to recognize uh, SmallSat as well. Um, at our our cash chamber gala last year, uh, mm-hmm. SmallSat was recognized with the Economic Impact Award. Um, this this conference does so much for the community, and and it's um, you know it's past past due that that we shower you with all the praise and recognition because okay. um, because there's so much that that this conference does for the community, and we're lucky to have it. So, uh, you know, but maybe as some background, um, how did you get involved in the conference? So the conference has been around for quite a while, but um, how did you get involved? What, and then maybe we can get into some of the back, uh, background of, of how the conference started. Sure. So the conference has been around since 1987. So this is the 34th conference. And I started here in 2013, kind of on the heels of having done um, Summerfest as the executive director of Summerfest. And um, just with my experience with event planning, um, moved on over here to this position and have been doing it. This will be my eighth small set. Wow. How, um, what have you learned so far just over the course of doing eight, you know, well, this is the eighth, right? Um, Right. You know, from year to year, hopefully you you probably don't want to see a lot of variability, right? But uh, what what have you learned over the course of of putting on such a large scale event over the last seven years? And and I'm sure you've learned a lot in trying to get this this current iteration of of the event going. But you know, what what have you learned over the the last few years putting on such a large event? Um, oh, a, a ton. And I think I guess if it's boiled down to one word, it's flexibility. Because when we when I started in 2013, I believe we had right around 1,000 attendees, and then year to year after that, it jumped by probably about 500 per year some more than that. And up to last year when 3,500 attendees. So a big jump and 3,500 attendees is a lot to host in Cache Valley. Um, but the community's kind of also been flexible and had to stretch a bit too to accommodate it because we certainly love having it here. It's important to the conference to have it here. Um, then of course, having planned to have a live conference until right around March, you had to be flexible and make some really big decisions um, in deciding that it wasn't wise to have a live conference and going with this virtual idea. And there's been a lot of learning that's gone into the process of changing it to a virtual conference over the last six months or so. So yeah, flexibility is important. You have to be able to adapt. 
Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into to some of that, but I think that's a great lesson. Um, nothing can prepare you for what we're going through now, but um, if anything, being in the conference business, yeah, flexibility is, is key, right? So yeah. at the very least, I, I imagine you had some of that to, to lean back on when you had to make some of these tough decisions, but um, maybe if you could share a little bit about the background of the conference, uh, you know, obviously USU has a long history when it comes to, to aerospace and, um, and space in general, what, where, what was kind of the origin of, of putting together a conference? Yeah, it started um, with professors just at Utah State who felt like small satellite industry was up and coming and there was some important things being done and um, wanted to start sharing information with other industry leaders. And, and so they started the conference. There was mainly it was uh, Gil Moore and Frank J. Red who kind of worked together getting that going. And um, there was maybe 50, 60 people there the first year. It was held up on campus and just grew from there. Right, what What are some of the, I guess we, we talked a little bit about the last few years, um, some of the impacts, you know, the amount of people that are coming, where are they coming from? Um, you know, all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you track a lot of that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely do track that. Um, that is a big part of the growth is that it's become so internationally known and important internationally. Um, probably 20 to 25% of our attendees are international. Yeah, so definitely the growth has been heightened by the growth of the small satellite industry itself. So there's a lot more satellites going up into space and and the industry has just seen huge changes lately. And so all of those developers and business people and all of those people working in the small satellite industry want to come here and talk to each other and get ideas and work on new projects. So that's really where the growth has come from mostly. Right. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I, I'd be curious um, from your perspective, what are some of the outcomes that you hope to see from the conference? Obviously, bringing the best and brightest minds from all over the world to one place to collaborate, to share ideas. I guess, you know, besides, you know, the numbers where you've been able to grow and, and attract more people to come to the, to the conference, what are, what are you looking to, to accomplish with the show, you know, as a conference administrator beyond, you know, besides getting through the show and making sure it's successful and everything goes smoothly. Right. Um, mm -hmm. what, what are some of the successes that you, you hope to see, you know, when, when a conference, uh, conference concludes, right? I'm sure there's a lot of outcomes that come after the conference, but what are some of those yeah. successes that you hope to see, you know, putting on a conference? So the, the conference from the beginning has really focused on trying to be by the community and for the community. So it, we try really hard not to focus on any one company or any one organization, but it's, it's more the entire community is there to share. So um, that has been an important goal. And I feel like we've been successful with that. I feel like the community really does feel like there's value for the whole community. And it's not just trying to promote one individual organization. And, and so we've kind of kept that at our top goal as we've made decisions each year. And I feel like that's our greatest accomplishment is that the community really does feel like that's what small set ended up being. They want to be here. They know it's important. They know everyone else will be here. They know they can talk to the CEOs and 
the engineers and and all kinds of different people and get good information and good ideas together. Oh, that's exciting. Um, um, I, I imagine you, you've kind of got a list of, of success stories that have come out of, of the conference as well. I mean, a couple, you know, high profile that, you know, I, I was able to track down, um, you know, having like a graduate, like a Jim Cantrell, right, who went through to Utah State and ended up co-founding SpaceX, right, with with Elon and, and you know, was, was able to kind of track down, oh, Elon, uh, you know, attended space or small sat at one point, right? Um, yeah. You know, you know, and there's, there's probably so many stories like that, right, of people who come to the to the event looking to collaborate, looking to, to engage in new research or new, you know, develop new technologies. Um, you know, that's, that's the one that kind of first came to mind is, is really high profile, but I'm sure you've got, you know, uh, you know, a, a whole book full of those types of, of stories of, of people coming from all over the country and, and world to collaborate. Um, and, and especially now it's such an exciting time. It seems like space is kind of at the front of a lot of people's minds. It's, it's probably a good, it's a great place, um, you know, to, to be in, in kind of the space industry right now, it seems like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we, one thing we really are proud of is uh, we have a student competition every year that basically the students submit a paper and it's reviewed by several judges and each year there are six finalists chosen and winners and money and everything but the coolest thing is watching those students and how they progress in their careers and where they go and end up being really important in the industry and really doing great things so we're really proud of that that we have some excellent student competition winners who went on to do very important things in the satellite industry. Right. Any any student who's attending Utah State who wants to get into this business, just walk around, well, you know, in a normal year, walk around the show and and just, you know, look at the companies, the individuals, I mean, the people that you bump into. It's it's pretty incredible for something yeah. like that to happen here in, in Cache Valley of all places. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is sure. a, another reason why it's just, it's so significant for this community, right? A homegrown event that attracts people from all over the world is pretty special. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the fact that those people not only engage in, in, you know, conversations that lead to research and new companies being spun out and, and all the exciting things that come from that job opportunities for students, research opportunities, mm -hmm. um, you know, just the sheer fact that you have 3000 people in a community staying at hotels, eating at restaurants, um, yeah. you know, what an economic, um, boost for the community um, and just acquainting people from all over the world with, with, with our community is pretty special. Um, yeah. You know, with that said, uh, this is a very different year. So I'd be mm -hmm. very curious to hear um, you mentioned March, everything here in the country started to, um, you know, really break out. Um, you had some tough decisions to make. What was that process like? Um, and then what have you kind of come to? Um, it looks like, you know, a more virtual, all virtual conference that's going to be happening here in the next few weeks. Um, maybe can you take me through that, that process a little bit and what that experience was like for you as a, as a conference director or administrator? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we actually started watching the progress pretty early on, probably back in February even, and then starting to see the shutdowns and all of this happen. Um, we had to really wrap our, our heads around what, what are the guidelines coming out? What are the projections? What is our local community, Bear River Health Department, 
looking at and what kind of guidelines do they have. So we started having weekly calls with them. We started working really closely with the university um, because of course we have to abide by whatever they've decided as well. But, um, and it was a process. So just, we looked at lots of different scenarios. We looked at the live, all live as normal, a kind of a hybrid approach. And then uh, obviously a virtual only. And then there was also the possibility of canceling. That, that one we decided we would not go with quite early on. We know that this is an important conference and we know that a lot of uh, companies have come to rely on it. So we focused on the other scenarios more. And eventually about May 8th, we made the decision that there's just no way at that point that you could bring thousands of people from all over the world into Cache Valley. We just knew that was not going to be an option. So we went, we decided to make the announcement to go with a virtual only. And then we had to decide, okay, how does that look? What is that gonna be like? Who Who's done this before? How does it, yeah. So we made lots of calls and we did lots of research and um, ended up landing on, we're doing a few live events, but mostly our content's going to be pre-recorded. So that way we wouldn't have to worry about so many technical issues that everyone is familiar with through Zoom or WebEx or whatever webinar <laughs> software you use, there's problems always. So. Um, we've gathered our well over 100, probably 150 recordings of presentations from people all over the world. And we have somewhere around 100 poster presentations that we're putting up on the website and it's all gonna open on Saturday. So content will go live on Saturday. Then we have a few live webinars for Q&A basically, question and answer for the different sessions, including the keynote. Um, that starts Monday and goes through Thursday. Right. Wow, I mean, to to have to make that kind of an adjustment in such a short amount of time is is wild, right? Uh, a huge adjustment from being an event planner and looking at catering and setting up tables and chairs, and now we are looking at websites and downloads and buffers and live stream and what's the best way to go about all of it. And we've had to make some quick, you know, learning steps. We had to figure out what we were doing, but I think we're there. We have had had a lot of help. Yeah, what has the response been like so far? I mean, you won't know really until you're in it, right? And uh, you know, those those events have gone live. And but uh, what are you kind of hearing from the community? I I imagine, you know, from my perspective, everyone's kind of hungry for connection, and and they 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 want to hear, they want to be connected, they want to continue to learn. A lot of people want, you know, those who are continuing to work and are in those roles, they they want to continue to move forward. Um, you know, I'll, you know of course, while being safe. Um, so what, what are you hearing from the community? Is that kind of the sen sentiment that you're uh, we, getting? We, yes, absolutely. We've had so much feedback and most of it said, thank you, thank you, thank you for still having a conference, still giving us this opportunity to showcase our work. Um, but yeah, so it is really, really different to go, go from having all these people here live talking to one another networking to just being online so we've tried to introduce that kind of networking feel in some ways par partly with the live webinars that we're doing next week and also we are set in, setting up some chat rooms that are topic specific so if someone's interested in talking about propulsion they can get on and 
and chat and other people that are interested can say, oh, hey, I'm from this company or that company and we're working on this or that. And also gives them an option of um, going offline and working together and maybe starting some collaborations. So we're hoping that that will still, that networking opportunity will still be there. And we've definitely had a, a tremendous interest already. So we've had close to 6,500 registrants so far. Wow. So I think we will definitely have the people online and looking at the talks and chatting and watching the webinars. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, though. It's kind of been an interesting shift in thinking, I think, for a lot of people, for everyone, right? Especially if you're in, in this live events business. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the, what the future holds. But, um, you know, I, I know some people who have said, oh, yeah, I primarily focused on on in-person events. And, and then when this happened, I had to quickly pivot to, to online. And I, I started to realize, wow, I can reach so many more people this way. I mean, to have that many people registered is, is pretty interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, obviously, um, looking a month or a week into the future is, is uh, impossible, right? Considering, you know, how much everything changes, but I, I'd be interested to hear from your perspective um, where you see events going in the future, um, you know, continuing adopt some of the, like kind of a virtual model. You know, I imagine the ideal is to get back to doing in-person events. And I, I imagine we'll be able to get, get to that point, at, you know, someday. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd be curious to see, is, is there an appeal to, to continuing to take maybe some of these lessons, these learnings from this situation um, and, and uh, implementing those in, in future events. And maybe that's not even a thought right now. It's, we just got to get through this one. Um, oh, no, I'd be no, curious. It, it is. Yeah, it is. We've actually had that discussion and, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what was successful and what was really valued in this virtual scenario and how can we implement that in maybe hybrid with a, a live conference. Um, definitely, we will have be having a lot of discussions after the fact when we're kind of looking at it and seeing how it all went. But um, yeah, I think that's an important part of, I think the world is changing permanently and we have to change with it and we have to be able to adapt. So um, looking at doing a hybrid approach is probably the most likely scenario for the next few years. Right. Yeah. Well, it definitely expands that reach, right? Uh, you provide an option for people to, to engage in person, but for those where it's just not, not a possibility to travel, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to get people involved who otherwise wouldn't be involved in, in this kind yeah. of, a, of a, an event. So there's for some sure. exciting possibilities there. Um, I, I was interested in what you mentioned about, you know, creating these networking opportunities because these large conferences, what's exciting is kind of the organic, collisions that happen, right? Running into someone on, on the show floor, you know, being introduced to someone by someone else. Um, there's just so many organic um, opportunities to, to get to know other people and for collaborations to spring out from that. Um, I imagine that's, that's got to be a, a real challenge is trying to think, how do we replicate those types of experiences for people online? You mentioned yeah. a few ways that you're trying to do that, but that's got to be a, a constant thought and a constant challenge is how do we try to replicate um, those types of opportunities and experiences for people? And, and even how do we, how do we, you know, just try to create an, uh, an experience for people and how do we make, I think everyone's kind of getting through zoom fatigue a little <laughs> bit, right? We've all yeah. been, been doing that a little, um, a little too much. Um, 
so I imagine there's some thought behind that as well. It's how do we how do we try to make this different and engaging and 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 uh, beneficial for for people? Yeah, for sure. That's that it has been a challenge and certainly a forefront on our minds because um, we do evaluations every year and we are kind of look at all the different responses and what people value most in our conference. And number one every year is networking. So we knew that there had to be a way to do at least some of that. Um, this is what we're trying. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it is not the same as having people live, standing next to each other, eating lunch together, or just chatting on the show floor, like you said. It's not going to replace that for sure. But at least if we can give them something, we're hoping it will work well. Right. Well, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Um, yeah, so so Saturday, things start to kick off. Yeah. Huh? Saturday we open, we're live, everything goes live. All the, the content, all the recordings, all of the posters, all the videos go live on Saturday. Yeah, I, I didn't ask, um, what is there cost associated with this for people who want to participate? Or since it's virtual, it just you just kind of open it up for, for industry and the public to participate? Well, there's definitely a cost on our side, but, yeah. um, but early on we had decided just where um, this is such a difficult year, and um, we've been really careful to save our pennies over the years. Um, we were able to figure out a way to make it no charge. So that's what we're doing. It's no charge for any attendee or any exhibitor or anyone who wants to participate. And that was important to us this year just because it's so difficult and we want to help our companies and the people that are loyal to the conference. And, and so that's what we're doing to give back. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so really, if anyone wants to participate, it's, is it just yeah. smallsat.org? Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts? I, I appreciate you taking time. I don't want to take more of it because you've got a lot on your plate before. A lot going on much, for but. sure. No, I, I don't think so. But I, I do actually want to say thank you to the community here in Cache Valley because I know that they've been so supportive of us for all of these years. And it's been sad. It's been hard to see that we weren't able to use the same caterers and people that we've been working with up at New University and all the hotels and we know it's been a hardship and, and it breaks our hearts. We're, we're sorry that, that we couldn't do that this year, obviously it just didn't work out. But I hope that um, but those businesses that are supportive of us know that we appreciate them and we're gonna work hard to get it back here as soon as we can. Well, I know it's, it's definitely, man, I, you can always feel that energy when when small sats in town yeah. and you see the flags that you got behind yeah. you up all over town and and uh it, it definitely is an exciting time and hopefully we can get back to that uh, but in the yeah. meantime it's it's just good to hear that that you've adapted um and there's still a way to to get people involved and and to keep the event going because uh, it really is such a staple of of the community and and we're lucky to have it here so um we appreciate you taking time uh good luck with everything and, and with the launch and and with a very different show this year but i'm sure that it's going to be great i think so thanks so much of course thanks for listening to the cash valley insider subscribe and listen wherever podcasts are found and don't forget to leave us a rating and a review learn more about the cash valley chamber and become a member at cashchamber.com